This podcast is the design of City Sites Urban Media, and our goal is to bring into focus the difference between culture and God's ideas found in His Word. To learn more, go to citysitesurbanmedia.com. And obviously, I believe women should be able to preach, and I do preach. And there's lots of ways to, to justify that by looking at a preponderance of the evidence. You can't take one verse in isolation. You have to take it into context. But really what comes out of discussions like this, are there are very healthy, discerned opinions on both sides, um, and different churches have come down very differently on the issue. Well, this is an issue of ecclesiology, in other words, how we do the church. And I would say that this is secondary to soteriology, the plan of salvation. Obviously, the most important message is that Jesus died for the sins of the world, rose again, and through faith in Christ, our sins can be forgiven. So while we have opinions on this, if we agree on soteriology, you know, I think we can give somebody's faith on ecclesiology, how we do church. However, you know, biblically, New Testament context, and historically, the role of senior pastor and predominant teacher has, has been that of men. It doesn't mean that women are less valuable, less gifted, or less important. It just means that the order that God has set up the New Testament church had male leadership in the pulpit. This is the City Sites Podcast with Larry Kutzler. Women in ministry have always caused some believers to have strong feelings on both sides of whether women should play a prominent role in the teaching role of the church. There are passages of Scripture, of course, that lend some cultural indictments against women to teach men in the church, and they are often told to be silent in church. The other argument that we find is that there are no women mentioned in the 1 Timothy 3 or Titus 1 passages where local leaders such as deacons and elders are mentioned, giving, of course, us reason to believe that men were the only ones who were to lead the church. Yet, there are women mentioned in Scripture who played a prominent leadership role. The New Testament holds many examples of godly women who had led, preached, taught, and discipled. Acts 18, there's Priscilla instructing Apollos. In Romans 16, Paul sends greetings to the apostles Mary and Junia. In Romans 16, again, Phoebe is named as a deacon in the church. In Acts 16, again, Lydia is named a powerful woman in the community who is head of her household and who cared for Paul and Silas. In 1 Corinthians 1 and in Colossians 4, we see Chloe and Nymphia listed as heads of churches that met in their homes. These examples explain to us that God was using everyone, not just the men in the congregation, but the women as well. When the Holy Spirit came upon the believers in Acts 2, he gave to the church gifts both to men and women. Does that mean that women were given license to become leaders in the church, or were they just messengers as needed by the Holy Spirit? Well, in the beginning, God created male and female equal halves to a whole and called them man. That order of two becoming one is the idea of marriage, and in the church, we are also called to belong to each other. So as in a marriage, there is the shoulder-to-shoulder example that both men and women working side-by-side have equal access to God, and we are at His disposal to use as He chooses. Remember, the Holy Spirit gives gifts to people as He chooses, not as we want, but as He chooses. Women have been and are chosen by the Holy Spirit to be messengers of grace and instructors of righteousness. Am I saying that a woman can preach? And the answer would be yes. 
Can she be a leader in the local church? And again, I say yes. However, I think the idea of any pastor, male or female, being the end-all in the church is foolishness and dangerous. I believe the Bible is clear on the plurality of leaders, and this is wise no matter what size church or what gender the pastor is. No one should have the sole authority to oversee a body of believers. This is how personality cults begin and how churches get influenced by one teacher who could be teaching something that is not biblical in nature. I know there needs to be authority in the church, but the wise practice is the plurality of leaders who are godly people, both men and women, who believe that the church belongs to God and they are the stewards of his flock. Today I'm furthering this discussion with Pastor Jamie Morrison. Jamie is the associate pastor at Cedar Crest Free Methodist Church in Bloomington, Minnesota, and I have known Jamie for well over 30 years, and she has been a leader in several churches and in her denomination. I trust Jamie's input into this discussion because she is a tried and proven leader for the cause of Christ. Jamie, today I'm going to start out with reading a scripture from Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. It says this, There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither is there slave nor free, there is no male or female, for you are all one in Christ. And oftentimes we will interpret that as being spiritually only. Yet I think in practical terms that may not always apply to females in ministry. There's roles and restrictions to some positions that only males are required to fill. So do you ever find yourself limited as a woman that's in full-time ministry? Great question. I would say yes at times. Within my denomination, there certainly is freedom for women uh, to be leaders, senior pastors, bishops, superintendents, whatever the call of God is on their lives. However, I think outside of our denomination or denominations like us, there certainly is still difficulties for women in being accepted as counterparts when you're looking at a pastoral role, whether it's senior associate or any other title that might be within um, some of the other churches that are that uh, are represented in our nation. Well, let's just uh, unpack that just for a little bit. I know there could be a lot here that could be said, but let's just talk about what are some of the challenges that you would face as a woman in Christian leadership, let's say in the local church? I would say that one of the challenges really is acceptance still overall. I find that in, in many meetings or those sorts of things, women like my Myself, who who are called by God, who have been affirmed by both male and female leaders, have gotten the education needed in order to be able to be a qualified minister. Sometimes when you're in public meetings, either your male counterparts won't acknowledge that you are a pastor, they won't call you by title, you may not be invited to certain venues where pastors are meeting and collaborating. So there still is, I, I think, a lot of growth that needs to to happen within the church, but those are certainly some of the obstacles that women run into uh, still today. I'm interested in knowing how a woman ministers different than a man. Is there a difference? Do you minister different than your husband? As we all know, your husband is the senior pastor at the church you serve. Do you minister different than him? Definitively, we minister different. 
But I think I'd like to take that more, maybe more holistic when I look at men and women and the way that they minister. And I thought about that question earlier. What struck me is as I listen to male preachers, many come from different ways of sharing. Some are very emotional when they're sharing. It's very feeling-oriented. Some are very linear, and it's very theological and very systematic theology. Some are more gregarious. Some are quieter. And when I thought from that perspective, and then I thought, is there a difference between men and women and the way that they minister? I thought women do the same thing. Some are very theological. Some are story-oriented. Some are very maybe more feeling-oriented. So I do not see a difference holistically when I look at the way that men and women minister, though if I bring it down to the way that my husband and I minister, very definitively, we approach ministry different. But I think that's our personality rather than by virtue of our gender. Sometimes, Jamie, when I'm under the teaching of a female pastor or leader, I I find myself, I'm really moved by some of the way that they use stories and they use sort of that emotive kind of influence in their sermon. Males sometimes are a little bit more aggressive with that. Is there any of that part of a woman that really plays a part, though, in exegesis, in the scripture, as she looks at it? Does she see it through a little bit different lens as a female? I'm just curious, because it seems to me they do. I would say more would be in the category that that you would be talking about. I think by nature, now I'm going back kind of to, you know, the book of Genesis. When I describe men and women, I typically say men are territory takers and women are community keepers. I think by general nature, where men go out more often and they're the fighters and they're going to take the land and they're going to conquer and they're going to confront maybe more strongly. Where a woman, I think more often tends to be a natural nurturer. They tell by story, they tell by caring and sharing and embracing. So I think there's truth there. You know, it's interesting. I was at a conference in Florida this past week, and while at that conference, I was listening to many of the women that were sharing, and I felt like they came off much more male in their demeanor and in their presentation. And I, I don't know these women. What they shared was very good. I think their character was excellent. But they sounded more like men to me than, than what I typically am used to in working with female leaders. Well, that's very interesting. And I, and I think probably we are crossing over into both aspects of what we typically would say are male characteristics and female characteristics. And I think it takes both, right? I do think think it takes a male and a female to make a whole in terms of ministering to people in today's church. So let's talk specifically, Jamie, for a moment. As a female pastor, should women be senior pastors or senior leaders in the local church? Should that be allowed? I would say yes. Not because they're a woman, however. There is qualifications for a male to become a leader and a pastor within the context of the church. One is calling by God. Another is affirmation by leadership. I I believe that the family and the family's support comes uh, very much into play when you're looking at those kinds of callings because they're not nine-to-five jobs. They really are an embracing of your whole life. And without that excellent support system, I think whether you're male or female, you will fail. Certainly, biblically, we see that God releases leaders who are female. We see that it is 
not only okay with God, but it's blessed by God to have a female in leadership. So I don't have a problem with a female who is a senior pastor. In fact, I would I would greatly affirm that. But just as a male, their life has to be in order, and that support system, as well as calling, really have to be in place. But what I've found is that in a couple of pastorates that I have noticed that women were the senior pastors, they got a lot of pushback from their male constituents, the parishioners, oftentimes they felt like there was just too much female, can we say estrogen in their messages? Mm -hmm. It was just a little bit too soft for a male sitting in the congregation. And eventually it, it did cause one of the pastors to be dismissed. So do you think that is a problem with a female preaching every Sunday? You know, now you're getting into probably more of my own personal belief system, but in terms of how I think a healthy church should function, again, no problem with a, a senior pastor who is a female, but I think a healthy church represents cross-culture, it represents gender, there's a strong representation even of socioeconomic class. And so when I look at leadership, and certainly within the context even of our own church, we have males and females who both preach. Just because my husband is the senior pastor at our church, he doesn't preach every Sunday. We've come to realize that not everyone can relate to one voice continually. And so I preach, he preaches, we bring in a senior pastor who is an emeritus who can talk to that senior group. And so that being said, I think there is a healthy variety needed within the church in leadership that can really touch the different needs within the, the body that, that you're there and you're, you're called into account to be able to lead. And I know, Jamie, that we are not going to deal with a lot of the theological things that Paul talked about, that women should be silent in church, they shouldn't teach men and all of that. We're just hoping that our audience today will listen for understanding and not listen for response because there are those scriptures and, and we'll deal with those at another time. But if you are going to give advice, Jamie, to some young women, say, for example, who feel called to the Christian ministry, what advice would you give them? I would say that know your calling. Don't let someone tell you your calling. You have to know that you are called by God to this very important role. Like anything, when we're called to something, we go through good times and hard times and bad times and ugly times and pretty times. And unless you know that God has called you to that position, there's times that you'll want to run. Certainly, we, we might even experience that in our marriages. You know, and, but if we know that we are called to that marriage and we have made that covenant, we go, no matter what, I'm going to stick to this through the hard, the good, the bad, the ugly. And so know your calling. I would say have excellent, qualified mentors. I'm a real believer in mentors. And for a female coming into ministry, I think the world is turning and changing to being more accepting of women, but we've still got a long way to go. And I would say find yourself an excellent, qualified male counterpart leader who is over you who has experience, as well as a female, so that as a male, you're walking with them and they are seeing the call of God in your life and they can open up doors that you should not fight for. I've learned very early. I've been a pastor now for about 30 years 
And very early on, I learned it never went well if I tried to fight my own female pastor battles. But what I found worked really well is as I had wonderful Christian male leaders and they saw the call of God on me, they helped to open up doors for me. They helped to introduce me in a way that had dignity so that males who maybe were were fearful accepted me much more readily. So I would say have an excellent qualified male and female mentor to walk through ministry life with you. And I would also say, understand you are walking in to an area that there's still a lot of fight for. And I have found, don't fight for your own rights. Just do what God has called you to do. If he's called you to preach, preach. If he's called you to teach, teach. If he's called you to serve, serve. Do it as unto the Lord and know that uh, guard your heart because there's going to be naysayers and people who don't accept you. But the faithfulness of your walk, the steadiness of your commitment, the steadfastness of obligating yourself to your call will eventually win. I may not change the world and make every male on the face of the earth accept that there should be a female in leadership. But the one thing that when I'm working with my male and or my female counterpart who are pastors, they say, you know, I see the call of God on you. I see that you are faithful and I give you my thumbprint. And so their thumbprint on this earth and more importantly, God's thumbprint on you is what's going to help to carry you through. And quite frankly, you're going to be able to fulfill what God's called you to do on this earth. Pastor Jamie Morrison, thanks so much today for your time and your insights. It's been very, very helpful. Thank you for joining us today. Every Friday, we bring you this podcast with interviews with people who are challenging the status quo of Christianity and challenging the cultural norms of our day. Please help us get the word out by sharing the link to this podcast with your online friends and family. Our website also contains other podcasters who are part of the City Sites network of communicators all sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Our website is citysitesurbanmedia.com. <laughs>